I, Charles the Fourth, or is it the Third? Bloody man! We will strive for the deoxification of the Let me put it to you! Yes, if you win by one, you've won. The phone went over the side of the phone. It is time to destroy the I just think everyone should be sure. What the fuck is going on? Part of the ACAST Creator Network and also available on Patreon. Hello, I'm Mark Steele. Welcome to my podcast where each week I ask the question, what the fuck is going on? An Afghan pilot who flew in 30 combat missions alongside British forces in the war against the Taliban has fled here to Britain, bobbing over the channel on a tiny boat so the government has decided to deport him to Rwanda. And this is a disgrace, because it's not tough enough on him. We should get him to fly the plane to Rwanda as well, to save money on paying for a pilot. Who do these immigrants think they are expecting us to deport them when they're capable of deporting themselves? And all the others could all be air stewards, telling each other where the exits are instead of getting everything for free as usual. One problem is the rule that asylum seekers must make their application for asylum in the country that they're fleeing from. Now, this pilot says that this was difficult in his case as he was fleeing the Taliban. But I'm sure if he'd been polite, the Taliban would have helped him with his forms and directed him to the nearest post office. He could have asked a local policeman in Afghanistan, Excuse me, sir. Could you put down your rocket launch for a moment and direct me to the office for applications to flee to Britain? And the police would reply, You are infidel scum who has fought with forces of devil and must die in godly pain for mighty heavenly justice. And then the pilot could reply, Yes, 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 I understand your reservations, but they're very particular about receiving the correct documentation, you see. Now, could I possibly borrow a pen? And amongst the necessary documents that you have to have are birth and marriage certificates stamped in the country you're fleeing. I'm sure the Taliban would have helped with that if he'd asked. The nice man at Helmand Town Hall would say, I hope it wasn't too scary when you were bombing us on behalf of the poisonous satanic rats of the West. Here are your certificates all stamped. Could I give you a lift to the border? Is there anything else I can help you with today, sir? But we're still being too soft. You should have to get a reference from the people you're fleeing from that goes, Mr. Ahmed has been a very reliable opponent of our Islamist programme. He always turns up on time to try to kill us, and is always cheerful when we capture him. (laughs) He will be a highly worthwhile immigrant to your heathen godless country, and we will be sad to see him go. Insurance companies should adopt a similar scheme. If you've been robbed at knife point, you can only make a claim if you have a certificate of robbery signed by the robber that could say, this is to confirm that I demented evils of the stab everyone you meet crew did duly terrorise Mr Frimley of Whitby Gardens on the 23rd of March. Now, the people who are most outraged about immigrants coming over here are often the same people most adamant that we should respect our brave troops. So maybe they feel that this man flew in so many combat missions, he must love planes, so the best way to reward him is to make him get in another one. Because if someone has flown a plane in a war against the Taliban and then fled across two continents and crossed the channel in a rubber dinghy, it's obvious they're a right lazy bastard who wants to live off benefits because they can't be bothered to do a day's work. And one of the most imaginative rules of the British policy is that asylum seekers are not allowed to work. Now, this makes perfect sense in a country that has a labour shortage of over 300,000 people on farms and in hotels and bars. So maybe the fear with the pilot 
is he'd be a danger working in a coffee shop because if someone complained that their latte was too cold, he'd have a flashback and eject himself through the roof and onto the high street, causing no end of damage. And if we did allow him to stay, Nigel Farage would be on television with an hour shouting, I've been told on very good authority that there are another four million pilots queuing up to come into this country just so they can use our libraries and our public toilets. We have to say, enough is enough. Fly around your own country. We're full up. And another complaint about the current system is that asylum seekers have come through France, so they should stay there. And this would solve the problem because France would then claim they've come through Switzerland, so they should stay there. And Switzerland could moan that they've come through Italy, so they should stay there until all refugees were only allowed to flee as far as their next-door neighbour's house. And this would be particularly handy if the neighbours fled as well, because you could just swap houses. But whatever the details, the most important thing is if all you've done for this country is something like fly 30 combat missions or score 34 goals for the football team or something like that, you're a traitor. So you should leave Britain to people who've made a genuine contribution, such as Dominic Raab and Srela Braverman. What the fuck is going on? What the fuck, what the fuck is going on? This week, Donald Trump became the first ex-president of the United States of America to be arrested and charged. To discuss the constitutional implications for the United States, we were hoping to speak to former Vice President Mike Pence, but sadly he's out with phantom hemorrhoid syndrome, so instead here's deceased Yorkshire cricketer Fred Truman. Well, I mean, in my day, we had proper scandals with politicians and porn stars. I mean, we, I mean, we had proper porn stars. We had Ada Pensworth from Nairsborough. She was filthy. I mean, oh, 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 never mind Stormy, whatever her name is. I mean, oh, there were one of her films called Let Me Dangle Over the Mango when a, a mango repairman who were played by Billy Underwood from Ilkley. I mean, ooh, he was a very handy left-arm spinner. Once got a hat-trick for the second eleven. I mean, he, he came to fix the mangle, and I mean, Ada came into the kitchen in a nighty. Oh, I mean, <laughs> and it was a silent film as well, so, I mean, it was all the more erotic, because, I mean, you just saw a card that said, ooh, 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 and then another one that said, uh, be careful we don't tip over that tin of creosote, and, I mean, it, it was all left to the imagination. Wonderful porn, I mean... Not like this only fans rubbish or whatever you call it. I don't know. I mean, we had one lad, I mean, a, a youngster from Selby. He watched one of Ada's films the night before we were playing Essex at Chelmsford. I mean, he saw an elbow and fainted. Clean out. Oh, didn't come down for three weeks. I mean, when he woke up, we had to tell him he'd taken three for 23. He didn't know. <laughs> what I mean, oh, and then there were uh, Archibald Cowdery, town councillor. Ooh, he had his wicked way with Ada after he promised her he could get her bins collected on a Thursday. And I mean, of course, I mean, uh, when he stood for mayor, he, he'd paid her one and twopence me to keep it quiet. And uh, ooh, it would have terrible to do. <laughs> Don't talk to me about Donald Trump. I give. What the fuck? What the fuck is going on? Now, no one who has ever in, embarked upon the arduous task the the frankly selfless pursuit of finding out what the fuck is going on can do it without help. And you need expert help. And sometimes you need expert Scottish help. And that <laughs> is why Mr. Fred McCauley graces us with his wonderfully Gallic presence. What a lovely introduction, Mark. Should, should we tell the people that are listening that I am, how can we put this, available? <laughs> Well, yeah, my but, expertise is matched only by my punctuality. Yeah, well, that's that's 
well, that's better than anybody can be. Uh, anybody <laughs> can, exp- can be an expert who's who's not there. I mean, fucking Brian Cox is all very well knowing all about how the universe works, but you try getting him on a fucking phone and he won't turn up. <laughs> so what use is that, Cox? The universe bloody goes, oh, the trouble is I will late for the black hole. That's just no good to anyone, is it? But you're here, Fred. It just proves time is a constant, isn't it? <laughs> it does seem to be, doesn't it? I know it bends and shit like that and light <laughs> and it goes around planets and all that fucking bollocks, but you fucking try telling that when you turn up 25 minutes late for a fucking interview, for an audition, and then they go, no, sorry, we've given it to fucking Olivia Coleman. This does sound like you doing an audio book of Brian Cox's <laughs> latest <laughs> writings. Oh, All that yeah. fucking bollocks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, they should get, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Brian Cox, Brian's not available. Anyway, the fucking whatnots goes, goes fucking, yeah. I don't know, you can't, it can only go, put, it can't go past the speed of light. That's fucking obvious, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not many fucking Einstein. Einstein sorted that right out. Well, since we're talking physics, can I just can I just put this in? I know we've got other things to talk about. Um, the other constant is gravity. Are we agreed that gravity is uniform throughout the entire planet? Well, no. Except, no, it's not. Because, and you'll have done this, Mark, as a dad, when you used to take your lad to the swimming pool, mm. there is a double shaft or a shaft of double gravity <laughs> immediately outside your locker. So that when you take your dry pants out, they get caught in the double gravity and they shoot straight down into what is inevitably there, the puddle of cold, dank, veruca-stained water. So, yeah, so physics, fuck you and your fucking physics, Cox. That's true. That's true, gravity. Well, I think there's quite a number of, uh, there's quite a number of, of sort of elements of science but when you've got kids, you realise they just... So, for instance, now, I have a, a granddaughter now, and when we were on the Isle of Wight last year, she she was in a right mood. She's lovely, but you know, she was in a right mood this day. And we were driving back to the Isle of Wight, and my daughter said, oh, she just gets so sick in the car. And I thought, oh, she'll be all right. And we'd gone about two miles. And she's absolutely fine. And then she just went... <laughs> Like she was nine months old at the time. Like the fucking, I'll tell you what, if you'd, if you'd made that, if that woman had made that noise on The Exorcist, the director would have gone, can you take it down a bit, love? And I, and I got out and there was more sick in the car. The mass of the sick, if we're to use Coxian language, was three times the mass of the baby. Now, how the fuck is that possible? <laughs> there was three times greater the weight, the mass, whatever you call it, the volume. Don't know how that- the, the forward thrust of her projectile <laughs> vomiting would have put you into a different time zone as well. <laughs> That's right. That's why I'm actually eight minutes ahead of everyone there. <laughs> uh, now, we have to turn to matters, uh, matters Scottish. Okay. Scotland generally likes to sort of be very independent of of England to different degrees. But at the moment, um, it's almost as if Scotland has looked at the English political system over the last few years and thought it's run by people who are a complete chaos. And we've been fit relatively stable with the same sort of government that's reasonably popular. And uh, it's almost like you've thought, 
oh, fuck that. Let's be more like the English. Let's <laughs> <laughs> have some blow it wide open. Let's yeah. have some chaos. Yeah. What's happened then? Well, where do we start? Um, I mean, as we record this, um, former First Minister Nicola Sturgeon's husband is under arrest, mm. um, which seems to be uh, fairly popular this week. Um, and we've got a new First Minister, Hamza Youssef, who won by 52% to uh, 48% of, the, that, that of always, the vote. That always settles things. And Miss Sturgeon is, you know, she'd made a, a series of uh, announcements, pronouncements, proclamations about why she's given up, why she thought now was the time to, to move aside. And I, I should preface this by saying to you and your listeners and your producers that I'm a hothead, right? I, I am somebody that gives very little consideration to thought processes when coming <laughs> out with this. Okay, I'll take you back. When Gary Lineker was uh, in trouble with the BBC I think I tweeted, this is the end of the BBC. Okay, so that, this is what you're dealing with here, Mark. This is the level of expertise you're getting. Yeah, that's that do me. I think we should just bear that in mind, listeners, when you're listening to what I've got to say about Scotland. Um, but it is, I mean, it's. she, she said that uh, she was weary. Um, she had been affected by, uh, was it is it Jacinda Ardern Ar yeah. in New Zealand? Oh, yeah. Uh, who had also given up, and now was the time. And it had nothing to do with an ongoing police inquiry into the financial affairs of the Scottish National Party, uh, of which her husband was this had been chief executive for for twenty years. So he's he's under arrest. We've got a new first minister who has said he can't say anything about it because it's an ongoing police investigation. Um, but what I am going to say is that when she was asked. What she was going to do, Miss Sturgeon started to refer to herself in the third person, which is always a dangerous thing oh. for a politician. And she said that she was want to spend less time on Nicola Sturgeon, the politician, and more time on Nicola Sturgeon, the person. And to that end, she was going to be learning to drive and learning to cook. And, I mean, for learning to drive, all I can say is, get away, car. And... <laughs> <laughs> As for learning to cook, filing the cake. <laughs> right. So in the, in the space of the last three weeks, they have become the Bonnie and Clyde of Scotland. <laughs> oh, that would make it. She'd be really popular, wouldn't it, if she was just sort of just spotted up at various, up the A9, up past Inverness. <laughs> right, you've seen nothing, right? You've seen nothing. <laughs> On your way, you. Yeah. So... Oh, well, what a giggle. It is, it is a giggle. And, I mean, the, these, are, like, big, these are big quite, stories. Mm. But, it's, but she always seems so sort of stable, and it's quite comforting that she's she's got a little bit of putin in her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a podcast. Uh, I know we, we shouldn't really advertise other podcasts, but Glenn Campbell, who is the Scottish uh, political uh, editor, right, uh, and speaks like this is actually a very good impersonation of him. Um, he's got a <laughs> podcast, and he's been asking her, and and he he broached the subject of her sexuality, about which there are numerous rumours, you know, um, and you know, better better comedians than me would say, well, I'm not touching that with a barge pole. <laughs> uh, but I just I just pile in, you know. I mean, mm. my philosophy in comedy, Mark, is if it's getting laughs, you keep it in. Yeah. Uh, it's not a good philosophy for sex, but it's a good philosophy for comedy. I think you'll agree. 
I do. I do agree. Yes, I know. Which I know it's that, that does get you in trouble. Yeah, sometimes. But yeah. So what? So, but the, with regard to a sexuality, what that she's that she's what, gay and that she's, she's had right. an affair with a French diplomat or, mm. or somebody who works for the French diplomatic service. Um, I would imagine that if you're the first minister of a nation like Scotland, any meeting you have with somebody in the diplomatic service would be logged somewhere or other, but apparently not. But that, so there's that, and just I not mean, if it was a uh, for for carnal reasons, would that have to be logged? As long as you log it, you can do whatever you want, right? But as long as it's logged in the you know the diplomatic core. And you just, you, you know, there's a code to sort of, you know, and yeah. job is an A3 or whatever. And <laughs> you met for eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor yeah. Nicola. I can't, I quite, you know, I sort of, I couldn't help but like her. Yeah, well, she she was uh, very personable and, and mm. I assume still is. And I met her a number of times over the years, you know, as, as somebody that would be hosting an, an event, you know, when she was health secretary um, and even when she was first minister, came across her a, a good few times. Um, not the, the, the last time I saw her, I think, was in a petrol station at Hart Hill, um, but she wasn't in duty. Uh, she wasn't. She wasn't serving. She wasn't. She, but, she was, oh, see that? She was just I looking wouldn't... at cars. I'm going to nick one of these friends. <laughs> right, as soon as I can drive, I'm off in this. Look at that. That's a Corsa, by the way. That's a Corsa. I'm having that Corsa. You watch me. Yeah. Oh, I bet was the old was the old man sort of sitting there. Hey, Nicola, just fill it up and we'll be our way before they can fucking spot us. I've, I've so changed he, the plates at the back there. Uh, yes, I know. Whose idea was it to have NS1, you fanny? <laughs> uh, but I mean... Oh, man. Oh, Fred, it's been, hey. it's been absolutely... Uh, this is exactly what I needed for my day. Hey, but listen, we haven't <laughs> talked about... I've been indicted. I've been indicted. No other president has been indicted. Nobody past or future has been indicted. I'm the best indicted president. <laughs> I just thought that um, that was amazing to see Trump coming out tight-lipped, nothing to say to the press until he got back to his Mar-a-Lago home, and then it's just an outpouring of shit. <laughs> Magnificent. Yeah. What a magnificent. But is it a good thing that he's been indicted? Or is it going to Or is it going to be, you know, because his supporters, they'll just see it as, make it more of a victim, you know? Yeah. Well, I think the one thing that he said that did make a wee bit of sense was that America is broke. I mean, the, the political system over there is busted. And, you know, he's the culprit, or, or he's the, the most recent culprit, I would say, but he's the biggest, he's the best culprit. He's the biggest yeah. and the, the greatest, best. yeah, yeah, and the greatest and the culprit, yeah. Well, it, will he? How does he keep? I mean, what is he seventy-eight or so? You would think that amount of stress would see you off, but it doesn't seem to bother him, does it? He seems to thrive on it. They love drama, these people, though, don't they? Yeah, I think for me, it would seem that Trump's, you know, he he, he relishes it because it keeps him in the frame, still mm. keeps him in with a chance of being president. All of which I think is just a diversionary tactic to keep him out of prison for you know all of the misdemeanors all of the financial irregularities over the years and this first one that's come out in new york for the the 34 charges of uh paying off uh, various people who said that they'd had affairs 
to the bit of you. I know everybody says the thing about Al Capone and the taxes and stuff, oh. but I do sort of think, oh, honey, you know, the wall and the babies in cages and the grabbing women by the pussy and drinking bleach and <laughs> uh, this. Yeah, I know. It's exactly it. That. It's exactly what people think. You know, what is it, 90 years ago? That was what, he, what Capone got done for, wasn't it? Tax irregularities. Yeah, because yeah. you see, I had the COVID. I had the COVID. <laughs> Melania had the COVID. The COVID <laughs> grabbed Melania by the pussy. Nasty COVID. <laughs> I can't do him. No, it's I neither dr- can I. Mad. I mean, that's an no, approximation. That's an approximation. You can't. People who can't do voices at all seem to be able to do Trump. Yeah. And oh, I can't get. I can't. I don't know where. I, where Nearly. That, where I it go. is that kind of husky oh. thing. But yeah. I mean, he was brilliantly orange. I saw. I saw him on TV, and he was. He's remarkably orange. Uh, is he getting orange? Do you think? I think so. Yeah, I think he'd been oranged for the court. <laughs> you think by the time it, if the case by the time he actually appears. It's, it would just be so bright. It'd be like looking at the sun. The judge would have to look at him through a little pin, have to get a little pin in a bit of card. Now you could, <laughs> Don't you, look at Donald Trump directly. You could look. square the circle by doing Brian Cox now. Yeah. Man, what I've set up here is a marvellous system. If you look away from Donald Trump and then you can still see and sometimes... When the usher of the court walks past, that's what we call an eclipse of the Trump. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Thank you so much, Fred. What an absolute delight it's been. To go. I'm going to uh, call you up every week to come Anytime, on Anytime, boys. Take care. The start of the Easter holidays were marred, sadly, by long queues at Dover, which certainly seemed to have upset some people, especially this woman who I overheard in a cafe. Well, I heard Richard Maidley on Good Morning Britain say there were 12-hour queues at Dover, and I thought, well, that is a disaster, because we're supposed to be going skiing, and Nectarine suffers from low-altitude syndrome, which means she has to go skiing four times a year, or her anxiety makes her break all the windows. So I said to the nanny, well, you'll just have to go and queue up for us. And the silly girl wanted to take the car. I said, don't be ridiculous. I need that to go to the garden centre to get some organic gazebo cleaner. Now off you go. And eight hours later, I tried to contact her and she said, I can't get a signal because I'm standing between two lorries. So I told her that Calvados, our homeopath, says you can make a queue shorter by putting four cactus spikes into a mug of fairy liquid. But she just started crying in Albanian. And it's Colin I feel sorry for because he needs a break as he's head of marketing for Pringles across the whole of the Rygate area. And he's been so busy that I've hardly seen him. And neither has Tara from the spin class, although she doesn't answer her mobile these days as she's given it up for Lent. And eventually the nanny got back to me in an off state as it turns out she's been deported. I was absolutely furious. So she gets a free trip to Europe and we're stuck here. But that's the trouble with some people. It's just me, me, me. Excuse me. Has this ethically sourced Easter egg got palm oil in it? Thank you so much to all those of you who are now supporting us on Patreon. It is because of you and your ultimate saintliness that we can continue our quest to find out what the fuck is going on. If you would like to join these virtuous radiant people for as little as £2 a month, follow the link on our Twitter page or go to www.patreon.com www.patreon.com and type in what the F is going on. 
or to really know an advanced level of what's going on, for £4 a month, you'll get a longer ad-free version of the episode with extended interviews, bonus sketches. This week, there's Lieutenant Colonel Sir Ambrose Chislers, Rhododendron, and uh, he'll be giving you uh, all his wisdom. And also, you'll get the episodes on Friday nights, unlike everybody else who has to wait miserably, scratching themselves, sat in shop doorways, just praying for the sunrise to come so that it's Saturday morning. So go to www.patreon.com and type in what the F is going on to join the WTF community. And now it is the the holy time of the week, the announcements. This is to to the, the podcast community, what Friday prayers is to Muslims, what the Sabbath is to the Jewish community. It is the holy time of the week. Let us pay penance to all the announcements that we suffer during our lifetime. Um, oh, God, there aren't any. Uh, well, I've, oh, God, no, there's no, there's no, there's, we've done the live show. Oh, I'll just make some up. Uh, if during the, uh, during your experience of listening to this podcast, there is a fire, make sure that you're aware of where the exits are in your house. Uh, it may or may not be raining when you're listening to this. If it is raining, please take extra, extra care not to slip in the rain or to do anything or or make or take extra care not to plug in an iron and then hold it while you're dipping it into a puddle. Please, please, please. And if you see anything that's unusual, like a plant that is in a slightly different place to yesterday, please, please, please contact the British Transport Police. Now, many people have been getting up. Oh, I've got some shows coming up. You can come to those. Uh, where shall I tell you about? Hackney Empire, June the 8th. Only just started sort of, uh, they've only just started sort of selling them properly. So um, Hackney Empire, June the 8th, and Croydon Fairfield Halls on the 26th of May, I think it is. And you could, uh, there'll be something on. If I've given you the wrong date, you'll, you'll, see, you'll see something on there. Um, Katie Mellower I saw there once um, you you may be lucky and she's still hanging about she's been singing there ever since so, so there'll be something and also um, also also oh, uh, oh, oh yeah Theatre Royal Brighton June the 3rd uh, these are the sort of big and Newcastle the Tyne Opera Theatre that's all oh, the day before the coronation what better way to prepare for the magnificence of the coronation of the new king than coming to the Tyne Opera Theatre and uh, and seeing my show there. Mostly it will be, obviously, a homage to King Charles III, but uh, hopefully there'll be a, a joke at some point in it as well. So, here are some questions from the good people of the podcast community. Olay Biscuit Barrel, uh, yeah, on Twitter, says, I would love to hear Mark's reaction to the fact that you, Gov, are actively polling people on their focus groups, asking them this. And the YouGov question goes, which, if any, of the following comes closest to your view? It is never acceptable for the government to break national law. There are some circumstances where it is acceptable for the government to break national law. So that's an opinion poll. You get, hello, I'm from YouGov. Do you think the government can break the national law that they have set? I suppose that's the most obvious one. If you were to think, I wonder if there are any circumstances when a government or maybe a prime minister even has broken a national law that he himself has gone on television 
to insist is absolutely essential for us to stay alive as a species and not to break it in any way by going immediately from that announcement to a fucking great piss up his own fucking house that he then denies he was at. If YouGov wasn't so biased, that would be the question they asked. Louis de Lafarge on Twitter asks, did Mark's royal wedding invite get lost in the post like mine? Now, the first thing I want to say, Louis de Lafarge, I love your name, certainly your Twitter name. It seems to me, if I was Inspector Morse, I might conclude that that name does not hail from Britain. And therefore, I think you've got a little bit of a nerve expecting a royal wedding invite when you're not even from the country where the the king is going to be the head of state. Now, uh, fair enough if you're Emmanuel Macron or something like that, but I I don't think Emmanuel Macron would use Louis de Lafarge as a Twitter name. So, and my invite didn't get lost in the post. No, it did come actually, but I, I, you know what? I threw it out with all the parking fines and uh, God, I don't know. I don't know what to do with it now, but what I do... What I, I'm going to have to ring up, and that's embarrassing, so I'll probably end up not going. What I do find is amazing is that every single person who has been invited will have been the subject of some enormous constitutional meeting where all people who themselves are called the Third Herald of the Fourth Lancastrian Duchy of the Valet of the Fifth Equerry of the Constable of Islington, um, uh, underlaid by the pottery class um, the pottery class manifestation of the fifth hydrangea of Tring or something like that. And they will all have been, they'll have been, oh, no, we can't invite them. And, oh, oh, it won't be like a normal party. Oh, then we're going to have to invite his wife. It's not like that. They will, they will have been the most enormous. And every single little aspect of royal life is like this. There will be huge meetings. Well, if the fifth valley of the third equerry goes into the room first, then that undermines the... the, But what if the sixth spaniel of the fifth Lichtenstinian duchy of the Lancastrian gate of the puddle doesn't walk behind? And uh, as long as he goes with his right foot first, as was ordained by King Plantagenet the 94th in 1263, after he stabbed David of... Uh, David of Bexhill on sea through the throat and claimed the throne from the... It's, everything is its just so utterly... It must be utterly exhausted. And, of course, the only time we really pay any attention to anything like this is just when there's something like um, the Duke of York is no longer to be called the Duke of York. And I don't know what he's... I don't know what he's called now. The fifth, the fifth mate of a paedophile of glitter or something. Tom Murray, one of our Patreon supporters, hello Tom, says, what the fuck is going on with the American pro-gun conservative chap who doesn't seem to realise that there is a reason why he was trending in the UK, right? I I think I did have a look at this guy's um, profile uh, and he's very much like Democrats, lots of stars and stripes. The Democrats give give you the KKK, which, I mean, there was a... Obviously, a truth to that in 1870, uh, but lots of that, lots of that sort of thing. And he's trending in UK on Twitter, and he's very, very proud of the fact that his political stance has won him that accolade. There is another possible reason why he's trending: is that his name is Keith R. Swank, like 
if there was a rude version, a late version of The Simpsons when, <laughs> when Bart and Milhouse make up names and that and they ring up Moe's Tavern and go, is there a huge jars and that sort of thing? So this one's Keith R. Swank. <laughs> and that's it. Hey, they love me out there in the UK. These guys want more guns, not less. I'm going to go live over there. Hi, I'd get, he'd be great at customs. Name, sir? Keith R. Swank. If you'd like to come this way, sir, this isn't a laughing matter. Mr. Swank. <laughs> Finally, a big special thank you to Gemma Undis, a new top-tier Patreon supporter. Thank you so much, Gemma. If I had a bugle and I knew how to play it, I would blow a fanfare. Uh, thank you so much for signing up to Patreon. I know I'm sounding a little bit like an evangelist, like, hey, Gemma Undis, thank you. Hey, you care. You care about 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 what we're talking about here. She sent all her money. She said she sold her house. She sold her children. She sent the money to us because she knows that's what more more important. There's more important things in her family. Thank you, Gemma. It's because of you, Gemma, that we can find out what the fuck is going on. Right, if you are trying to find out what the fuck is going on, you need not only the voice of the youth but the voice of the youth when it's in a mountain in Austria. Elliot Still, hello. Guten Tag. Guten Tag. Guten, guten Tag. Guten Morgen. Let's not push it. Okay. That's not not Morgan, is it? It's um, drei or... Uh, right, so... Uh, uh, Ed, uh, so where are you? I'm in Meyerhofen in Austria. Right. Right. Doing a comedy festival. Okay. God, this I'm so jealous. And I've said this before, but the equivalent, when I was your age, I remember one day a bloke rang me and said, do you want to come and do a gig in Ipswich? And I thought, oh, my God, I've made it. You have been asked to this festival, I think, four <laughs> times. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the only reason they book me is on the hope that one day you're going to come along to it. No, they don't. Not, no, that's not right. No, it's more your thing. I haven't been able to go. You know, I have to do shit, don't I? Like, um, yeah, <laughs> but like you can do it out here. <laughs> you might be able to hear the the surroundings of the town of Austria because the the people of the hotel aren't very uh, being very receptive to me having to do a podcast in the middle of the hotel. Are they being noisy? They're being noisy Austrians. Yes, there's a little bit, you know, and let's be honest, they owe our people a little bit, so you think they'll <laughs> fucking calm down. <laughs> you name me one Austrian that's ever, ever done anything untoward. <laughs> yeah, it's all... Uh, it looks very beautiful. I'm looking at this sort of chandeliers and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, I like this This one. Is, I haven't had a conversation. For fuck's sake. Is it, 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 what, how outrageous of me to get infuriated with people <laughs> for, hey, for, for just checking into the hotel. <laughs> but. Right, so my question here then, first of all, so is this, is it, um, you know, the, the sort of big news here since you've been away, and I think just before you went away, is that it's, it's getting increasingly difficult to go away. Maybe not so much at the airports, but that's next, I suppose. How is it getting difficult to go away? Because if you go by the old traditional route of going to Dover and getting a boat, then you have to queue up for up to 18 hours now. And, or to get a plane. Well, you can get a plane, but, you know, the, it should be 
possible to get a boat, shouldn't it? Is that is that yeah, not, but like, uh, is it uh, their fault yeah. for getting a boat? Yeah. Oh, why we used to use boats in like the BC period. So why are you fucking? Well, they're not you, galley slaves. They're getting the ferry and that. They're not. They're not. They're not. Being, I don't know. They're, they're not I, having I, to I row their way I've, to. I think people who go on Sicily. cruises are disgusting as well. <laughs> Anyone who goes on a cruise is, uh, is just, ugh. Oh, I want to go on water, it's not a cruise, but I want to have a ferry. Yeah, yeah, people who go on cruises, yeah. But that this isn't people who, this is people who get the boat right. to, to Calais. And they go, yeah. you know, like, like you've done, I've done, your sister's done, like we've all done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and I then, think and there's a your kid. Wi-Fi's. Uh, the hotel Wi-Fi is playing up on the cab. You're not yeah, being it's, it's going cal- to It's going to calm down in a second because everyone's just sort of let me go back in, and see if the world's okay. loudest woman isn't checking in. <laughs> How's that? Is that better? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, it's no, a little no, bit on better. The yeah. now. I want to hear the. I want to hear the loud, world's loudest woman. The world's loudest. <laughs> the loudest Austrian woman in history, <laughs> and the to be the loudest Austrian in history. Just be honest, you've got competition. What's awful about that is uh, that this phone is on loudspeaker, so that's all just been said. And uh, someone's taken my burger. Oh my god! Oh no! What? Someone's taken my. Oh Jesus! This did is you, why. Did you take this... my burger? Oh no, no! Oh my girlfriend's got it. Jesus Christ! That was terrifying. This is why we left the EU. This sort of fucking thing going on. Right, I'll stand down here. It'll be a bit you quiet. need to take back control quiet. of that burger. Right, I found, I found a place. I think. Right. Is this any <laughs> better? Yeah, yeah, that's sounding fine. That's sounding fine. This is another thing we do as Brits, though. We look over at Europe and we're like, everything's great, everything works there. We should be part of it. And then you come over it, and they're a bit <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> what do, do they you know do? What that's I mean? weird. They're just their own air. <laughs> Everything about him is a little bit, you know. That would have been a more like, honest leave campaign rather than the, the the side of the bus with the money on the NHS and yeah. take back control of our borders. If they'd just gone, if Farage had gone, let's face it, over in Europe, they're a bit weird. They are. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Have you ever just like sort of stood around and been like, what the fuck are you all up to? And just plodding along with these gormless looks on their face. You know, smile. Things are on time. Why are you so down? Like everything works, and then Do you they realize. Smile oh, in Austria? Nah, I haven't seen a lot of it. Right, I haven't seen a lot. It's a melancholy. It's a melancholy country, though, isn't it? It's a country of classical music, and you know, and oh, I'll be a bit straight. He was he was chirpy, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, it's a beautiful place, and you know the. Uh, the food's good, and I mean, no vegetables, but God bless them. And the, you know, but then you just sort of here for a little bit, and you go, "Yeah, I'm, I, I'd invade somewhere as well." Like, I'd, <laughs> I, this was what I was up to all the time. I'd want to have more things because this is, too, and I get it. All oh, right, you know, like I get it. Like I'm just like, yeah, I, I understand why you lot did that. And I've only been here five days. Right. I mean, there's there's an enormous amount of books been written about why it is that Austria is part of a sort of Central European state, sometimes tied to the Habsburgs, sometimes sort of, sometimes more 
Germanic and, and, and so on. And, and the great many socio-political reasons always at that particular geographical slot, slot for example, is an Austrian that uh, shot the Archduke Ferdinand and, uh, and that led to the First World War and so on. But all of that's wrong. It's just that they're a bit weird. Yeah, no, that's what it is. You can sum it up with that, I think. Is you just like, what are you doing? Stop it. It's odd. It's it's just an odd, and I like it, but it's odd. And I think all of Europe's like that. You know, have you ever just have you ever just gone to like the town centre, and it's just like a weird tram system? Yeah, or somewhere in places, Europe. Yeah. Yeah, and you're like Oslo, and it has a very weird tram system. Yeah, I was on it once with your mum, and uh, the the tram came off the track altogether. It went sliding down the road. It was magnificent. Yeah, it was a great moment. Yeah, yeah, it came off the track altogether and went sliding (laughs) down the road, and we all had to get off, you know. And it just, yeah, (laughs) I don't think anyone was killed. Yeah, that happened in Croydon as well, to be fair. So we can't we can't just put that down. Yeah, 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 Croydon's trans system. No, there's a magnificent trans system. A Manchester's trans system is amazing because you'll just you'll be looking all seven directions that there are and think, well, there's nothing coming mm. at all. And then you start to cross this little central bit and then ding 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 and this thing does a right angle airpin whatnot, goes straight through you, and there's a load of people, ah fucking hell, I'm gonna run over the southern bus. Yeah, no, Manchester's got a, got a very bizarre tram system as well. But I, I tell you what, they, it's just like, do you, do you ever like walk into a European supermarket and you're just like, what, what, what is happening in here? All the, all the crisps are like are pictures of kangaroos on them. <laughs> do you go, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> well, that's, yeah, yeah, that is. That's what we're asking with this particular podcast. But well, that, yeah, but that's it. Like, yeah, they have do have ever... very large bags of crisps and they're crinkled and, yeah, they will have pictures of kangaroos on. But that's it. But that's why we sort of like, that's kind of why Brexit happened, I think, <laughs> is because we don't get it. It's like we don't understand what it is. And it's not, it, it, British people don't vote on things because of actual policy. Like nobody votes on it. Jeremy Corbyn tried to give everyone free broadband. And we were like, if you do that, we will kill you. <laughs> we will kill you. And then the pandemic happened and everyone went, oh, broadband's really shit, isn't it? <laughs> and then continued on like, and you went, what? But that guy tried to give us it for free. And we were like, oh, yeah, oh, no, that might have been a good idea, actually. So we don't actually vote on things based on like if there's any logic or reason to it. But anyway, that was... Just one more discussion about why they're accused at Dover. Yeah, and I think it's British people's attitudes towards Europe. We don't really understand them, and they don't really understand us. They wouldn't understand why we voted leave in the UK, and we don't understand why they make weird crisps. And that's it, really. <laughs> and, that, and that is our contribution to the debate about modern Europe. Thank you very much, Elliot. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you've liked it, rate it. And if you can be bothered, write a review. If you can't be bothered, absolutely painstakingly scrawl out a review that takes you months to write. If there is anything at all that you think you should be finding out what the fuck is going on with it, please send me a message on Twitter at WTF is going on pod and we will look at every single message that you send. If you'd like to become a WTF supporter and get early access to ad-free extended versions 
for as little as £2 a month, please visit our Patreon page. What the fuck is going on? Was hosted by me, Mark Steele, with my guests, Fred McCauley and Elliot Steele. Voices by Sarah Alexander. It was written by Mark Steele and Pete Sinclair. The music was by Willie Dowling. It was produced by Mike Benwell. And what the fuck is going on was brought to you by WTF Productions. WTF Productions.